37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 179 of Pixelated Paranormal in this cold Kansas night. I had to uh, put on a sweatshirt and uh, house slippers. It's so freaking cold in this house. Same here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got my uh, my winter gear on because this uh, back room that I had the computer set up, it's it has like separate heating to it from the main house. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, well, the, the heater's fucking noisy as shit, so I can't have the heater on while we record. So, you know, I got my coat on, I got my little neck warmer on, I got my fucking, uh, you know, Uncle Eddie hat on, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm keeping warm in style. Your Dushanka or whatever Take a called. picture yeah. of that for the show notes. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I'm, I'm wearing my Bigfoot slippers. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Pretty awesome. I uh, I grabbed Shayla's David Bowie sweatshirts, what I'm wearing, so. Forgets about the baby. We... <laughs> Here's what's funny. We're thinking about going to Vegas in, like, November, if everything's safe, you know, and we got our shots and our injections and all that kind of stuff. And Shayla said, I want to, I want to, I want to uh, re-up our vows, like renew our vows. Nice. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's just go. Let's go do like a Elvis Presley wedding because you had the same birthday as Elvis. And then she's like, no. Yeah, no. Let's have Aww. David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Marius. Because I also share the same birthday as David Bowie, is what she said. So we can either get Ziggy Stardust or the Goblin King. Oh, my um, God. Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust <laughs> yeah, all the way. Because you, you have a Ziggy Stardust tattoo, so yeah. it makes more I sense. Know. But Jerry, that's would what be I was thinking too. Ass, dude. Yeah. I don't know. We got a little time. <laughs> we I got know. a little time to figure it but out. Doesn't but. She, what, does she, what does she dig, though? Like, does she, does she like Labyrinth or not? She digs whatever I say she digs. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no, she likes David Bowie, too, and uh, she kind of leans towards Jareth. Really? Wow. Yeah. She actually watched The Labyrinth for the first time and did not hate it. Ah. She thought it was pretty good in the end. Cool. And then I tried to get her to watch Dark Crystal, and she abruptly left the room and told me that that movie is trash. <laughs> 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 so, you know, one for two, I'll take it. Go back she to your room, right play with your toys, dress in your costumes. Forget about the baby. You, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not excited for the news of The Labyrinth. Two coming out like Dude, um, I don't even. Who knows if that's even real? They've they've speculated that shit for so damn long. Ugh, it's so exhausting. It is. What are they saying right now, Presto? Like, who's going to be doing Jareth, or will it be a Jareth? Um, I didn't read anything about that other than the fact that the only person <laughs> that's coming back from the original cast is Jennifer Conley, and uh-huh. I'm like. The only thing that made that movie great was David Bowie. Like nobody actually went to go see that movie for any other reason other than the fact that David Bowie was in it. I like, went. Well, when I was young, I I watched it straight for the for the um, puppets. Yeah, the puppets. I didn't. I didn't even yeah. at that point in my life. Like I really didn't know who David Steve, Bowie was to that degree. Steve, don't lie. Deep down in your subconscious, you were there for the David Bowie bulge. Okay. Do you guys know the story behind the David Bowie bulge? 
I give you. I <laughs> do know the story, but the, please yeah. elaborate. And do the yeah. TDLDR. For those, yeah. <laughs> uh, TLDR. For those who don't know about the David Bowie bulge, please go ahead. Yeah, so there's a scene in the labyrinth during the, the dance magic dance song, phenomenal song. There's a baby in there, and he's like sitting there, and there's all the uh, puppets around. So in order to create a scene with puppets, there's so many wires and strings and people up and down everywhere hiding underneath yeah. the set. Well, David Bowie had to dress in this suit as Jareth and like dance around and, and be around all these puppeteers and stuff. Well, during that dancing around, he would become rather sweaty and there would be some smell in that region. And ball sweat is so, what he's trying to so, coyly dance around. So <laughs> while he was doing that, he became very self-conscious about it around the puppeteers, even though they told him it's okay, like it's no big deal. Uh, he put fucking potpourri. So that bulge is not his package. Not all not all of his package. It's majority yeah. potpourri. <clears throat> so when he's dancing around in sweating, it doesn't cause a stench. <laughs> like that is the most. When he's David... dancing around, his crotch smells like your grandmother's house the in the eighties. <laughs> David Bowie bullshit I've ever heard. And like he didn't uh... he didn't tell everybody that story like to like a to like a big yeah. degree until like. A couple years before his death, like his yeah, I mean decades after yeah, the film, didn't hilarious. he wear like a cod piece or something, and that's what he used? Because I mean, it's a very well formed bowl. It's yeah. not like it's yeah, a bunch it's, of pine cones yeah, and fucking like, bay leaves sticking out. Yeah, it's some kind of bag or something. But it's just funny because he's like, you know, because he knew that like that bulge was just such a topic of conversation. <laughs> He's like, trust me, I'd love to be like, yeah, that's mine. It's not. <laughs> it's just, it's such a fun story to be like, oh yeah, after all these years, it was. <laughs> yeah. Forget about the bulge. It's the, just the bulge. Oh shit. It's all about the glade. I think I'm going to start doing that now. Like David Bowie <laughs> is a fucking genius. And uh, huh. y- yeah. Like... Do, you fr- do you frequent the nut sweat? I mean, yeah. So Preston's walking around, and this fucking acorns are falling out of his pant legs. Yeah, acorns and cinnamon sticks are just trailing behind you. Just, just make sure it's patchouli. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, that's too good, man. That's too good. Hell yeah! But yeah, that's our plan. That's our plan. So. Well, uh, on this episode, it's kind of a surprise we're recording tonight. We were actually going to be taking the week off uh, just to kind of give Presto some time and, and just kind of regroup and everything. And uh, Preston, um, I don't know how to introduce this or, or set this up other than just saying that, you know, uh, we're, we're really sorry, man, to hear yeah, about your dad. Indeed. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, want to take the time and thank everybody um, that reached out uh, to me this week and just for all the kind words, help and support, Um, you know, and to you guys uh, just for, you know, being there to, you know, talk me through all this and then, um, you know, what you said about old Big John on the podcast page uh, was really (laughs) heartwarming and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and, uh, you know, it's been a shit week. We did have to say goodbye to dad. And uh, it wasn't something we were expecting, but uh, been really blessed. I uh, have a, a cousin that uh, flew down from Arizona um, helping us with all the legal stuff. And um, as we speak, that motherfucker is eating all my brownies that uh, <laughs> one of dad's co workers dropped off today. Um, one of dad's co workers when I was little. 
she made these uh, brownies with uh, this caramel, melted caramel sauce in the middle, and oh. I ate a whole tub one time. Um, I, I'm really bad about accepting help. Um, I'm more about giving it, and so she got really <laughs> forceful and said, I, I, I'm going to do something. Um, you tell me what it is. And I said, well, fuck, um, I don't know. And she's like, I'm bringing out food. And she remembered how much I love those brownies. So she made my, <laughs> made me my own uh, like big Tupperware bowl of brownies today, and those motherfuckers are eating them. So, uh, I, I was wondering I, why you were getting upset that this guy – yeah. Your cousin, who flew down to help you with legal stuff yeah. during a very emotional time, yeah. you're getting mad about a fucking brownie. Now it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, I Preston texted him. bought him a plane ticket back. Yeah, a plane I, ticket back. I, I just texted him. I'm like, "Did you motherfuckers eat my brownies?" And he's like, "As we speak, yes. Uh, your mom is shoving in one right now." I'm like, "Dude, fuck you guys." And he's like, "Your mom said fuck off." So they know. Uh, thanks, they know uh, that you're preoccupied. Thanks, little Ken. They took yeah, advantage, yeah, no little doubt. bastards. <laughs> They're yeah. like that nerd's going to record a podcast. Eat the brownies. What a loser! <laughs> and uh, you know, Ken Ken has been great this week. Uh, we've been running all these uh, different errands and stuff, and uh, Jason's been tagging along. And uh, little Ken is uh, trying to get Jason laid. Um, at you oh. know, like every every chance he gets, we're lining him up, being his wingman, and Jason keeps dropping the ball. So, Poor uh, fella. yeah. <laughs> Holy and, shit. Uh, sh- yeah, shout out to Little Ken because his dad is the one that gave uh, Dad his moniker of Big John Wiener. So without Big oh, Ken, oh really? Yeah, we wouldn't have Big John Wiener. So <clears throat> that's amazing. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, I hope as the show proceeds, um, we get more stories of old Big John Wiener. I know that. Uh, yeah. I meant what I said. Like to me, he's an integral part of the show, and uh, being out there that night with him was just something, you know. Fun and kind of magical and really just cemented the fact that uh, we're out there traipsing around that graveyard for a reason. And uh, even people who have seen as much and been through as much as your dad um, still kind of reserve a little spot for the unknown, you know, in their hearts. And uh, it meant a lot to me to have him out there. So And And for me, like a lot of listeners, you know, I never got to meet the man, but I've seen the product of his creation, which is you, man. And then now yeah. you're passing that down to your kids, so it's all in the circle of life. There you yep. go. <laughs> yeah, seeing those pictures on Facebook of uh, of Blake with your dad, that's yeah, pretty heartwarming, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That man fought Bigfoot and the Vietnam War, and has such a soft spot for Blake and Addison both. So it's pretty rad, man. Pretty good deal. And it's it's funny, I you know I I wish we all we all wish you know in hindsight, I wish I would have went over and shook his hand. Uh, when we dropped that piano off, because I know he was just so excited and eager uh, when we walked in. And I just, I was so scared to go over there because of COVID. Like, God, I, you know, got to be be careful. But it was still a good scene. And, you know, when, when we walked in the house with that piano, he just leaned forward on his, you know, elbows on his knees and was just smiling and laughing as we were <laughs> cutting washers trying to push that damn piano in the house. And it's just, it was good to see him, man. He, he lit yeah. up as soon as I walked You're laughing because so. you fuckers got to do all the work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, hell yeah. Well, since we're here, we saw we saw. I'm not going to edit this episode either. I'm just going to slap this baby together like a peanut butter Why and pressing sandwich. Yeah, Fuck and yeah. let her let her rip tater chip. Um, we're going to go ahead and drop some news because there has been uh, some really interesting news that has come out about Bigfoot and about some other stuff, and we actually had somebody write in. Um, we're a little late getting to it, back on the 15th of January, 
we had a listener write in about some earthquake uh, phenomenon going on in Florida. So let's start off with that. We got this email on the 15th of January, and it says, This happened today in South Florida. There is an unusual shaking from the Florida Keys all the way to the West Palm Beach. I live in Miami. I'm a local resident and a trucker in the area since 1993. The travel from the Key West to West Palm Beach, it takes about four to five hours. Depends on the amount of cheap cocaine you snort from Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Did did he or Uh, she write that? Yeah, uh, and he definitely, obviously joking. Let's put that yeah, out there. It's still, it's still great, though. Um, but it, I mean, it's fucking yeah. Florida. Come on. <laughs> like, cocaine <laughs> or meth. I'm like, oh, shit. Or bath salts, man. Oh, yeah. um, he says, but check these reports out. Also, South Florida is mostly a sandbank with no close tectonic plates close by. Love your show. Rob's robot episodes are hilarious. Hope he comes out of retirement. See, Rob. We tell mm-hmm. you every day that people want you back, sir, and we will come drag your ass out of that retirement home. Love the show. Makes my job more enjoyable when in traffic. And I'm kidding about the cocaine. I have a CDL. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That means we have two. And we have at least two truckers now that listen to us. I think, yeah. I think that's very so cool. Because, like, there's nothing like driving listen to and po- listening to a podcast. So the right. fact that we can yeah, join them on the road man. is pretty awesome. Yep, I, I I second that. And uh, hey, thanks for listening, man. We're glad we can keep you company on those long, long drives. And thanks for doing that job. And so, That's a hard ass job to do. <clears throat> oh yeah, man. I can't drive more than about twenty miles without falling asleep. You, so you can't drive more than two miles without falling asleep. <laughs> well, ride. Let's be two honest. Miles. I don't drive a lot. Normally, yeah. I'm the passenger. <laughs> yeah. My parents must have driven around to soothe me as a baby, and that's why and like, like I just oh, hit the open road. Look at little Stephen Hawking in the back seat. <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch the other day sitting up and my hands were in my lap and my head is tilted over and Shayla got up and said something I heard her mumble something Damn something it. fucking Stephen Hawking it. over here I know I know she should have but. been so good well um, Al sent in some links for us to check out here so let me talk about this for a second shall we cool from CBS Miami CBS 4 reports of unexplained shaking Rattles South Florida residents on Friday. This is from the 15th. Did your house or office shake and rattle Friday afternoon? People across South Florida are reporting they felt their home shake similar to a small earthquake. The city of Weston even posted a tweet that reads, In regard to the rumbling that people in Weston felt just earlier, there was no explosion in hashtag Weston. There are reports this is felt in several counties. We do not have definitive information. On what caused it at this time. A CBS4 viewer said in an earlier email, their sliding glass doors and windows shook violently. I live in West Kendall. Friends as far south as Marathon and Islamadora, Islamorada, felt it as far north as Davy and Lauderhill. Baby. And she was not alone. And there's several, several tweets here that afternoon. Whoa! That was a pretty long tremor in Miami, I just felt. Well, earthquake in Florida? That's marked off my 2021 checklist. Is that your, is that your, is that your surfer tweet dialogue? <clears throat> no, that was my, maybe I shouldn't just assume all Floridians are surfers. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I felt an earthquake in Isla... I can't even pronounce this. 
Isla Morada, Florida. Did anyone else feel that? My entire house shook for almost 10 seconds. And finally, we just felt an earthquake in Oakland Park, Florida. Screamy face, screamy face. Okay, now he sounds like a 90s uh, like cartoon uh, promo for a video game. <laughs> Extreme blast processing. Go ahead. The United States Geological Survey is not responding to any activity in South Florida, however. But there was a strong 5.9 magnitude earthquake in Guatemala's capital Friday morning. So they don't really go on to say exactly what it was because they simply can't figure it out. Um, They said, however, almost a year ago, in January 28th, There were buildings in Miami that had to be evacuated after a magnitude 7.7 earthquake rattled off the coast of Jamaica and was felt along the coast of South Florida. Hmm. I know what it is. So, I mean, I know what it is. Fucking kaiju. Godzilla? Yeah, it's kaiju. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that movie. Oh, man, yours is less scary than mine. So... Kansas has been having the same issue within the last month. We had a 5.4 or a 5.6 earthquake, and the epicenter mm-hmm. was at like 13th and Rock. Shit was nuts. And and um, you know the the geological survey team thing, whatever the oh, official man. title is. You're gonna make somebody really yeah. mad right right now. Yeah, <laughs> getting at least getting at least one hate mail letter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For our one listener, uh, <clears throat> Mindy. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't need correction on that. At, you know, but if if you want to, that's fine. Geology. Uh, I think Preston means the USGS. There you go. Uh, they they said it, it was not due to fracking. Okay, because that's been a major concern around here, and uh, with like the fracking in Oklahoma, and they said no, guys, that's not it. So um, we're on the tip of the super volcano that's um, in Yosemite National Park. And Mm. that thing is about 5,000 years overdue for an explosion. So I... I, Mindy, fact check that, please. Yeah, uh, maybe (laughs) 2,000 years overdue. (laughs) So I I think it's the super volcano uh, Mm. was about to rumble, and it's just going to wipe us all out, so... Well, now I kind of hope it's just a kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's Shit. like, 2020 sucked. It can't get any worse than this. And fucking 2021 said, hold my beer, bitch. What about 2020.1? Ooh. Oh, the update, well. the patch. <laughs> well, a lot of people were saying that it might have been just some aircraft flying by because sonic booms of that magnitude can cause... Uh, sliding glass doors to shake. It can cause car alarms to go off. Okay. But the uh, U.S. Air Force base in that area responded by saying we were not flying any test flights oh, okay. that afternoon. I thought you meant here yep. in Kansas with what Preston was talking about. Yeah, McConnell. So when I went to Florida, <laughs> I actually got to feel one of them booms. That was legit. Spent. Yeah, oh, really? SpaceX was doing a launch that day. And, oh, and, damn. Yeah, you can feel it. Like, we waited and waited and waited for it. But by the time our medieval times... Um, appointment was to go in there and watch that. the The launch had delayed because you know they, whatever the case may be, so we didn't get yeah. to watch it. You know, go up in the sky and go up in the air, whatever. But when we were inside, we you know we got we were I was watching online that it launched, and then I was like, I wonder if we're gonna feel the sonic boom. And then it was like, boom, and then you like 
It was like a sudden jolt. It was badass, dude. So tight. That's awesome. I was like, yes. And then he, Even though I didn't get to see it, like it just—I was like, I know what that is. It's fucking science. It's <laughs> so cool. It's guile. <laughs> Sonic boom. It's so cool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Man. That was like something I wish. Like if I ever go back to Florida, it's something I want to do is I want to do more space shit because there's so much space stuff there. Yeah, we were planning to do a cruise um, this May, actually, way before COVID was even a thing. And we were going to go a couple days early to try to run out there and check out some of the, um, you know, space museums and NASA and all that kind of stuff. And uh, don't know if that's going to happen now. I mean, definitely the hell, the cruising is not going to happen for sure. But if we ever reschedule, I don't know if we're going to go out at the same place or not. So. Well, from earthquakes, we're going to jet over here. Uh, thanks again, Al, by the way, for sending that in. We really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to go over to CNN, where they're reporting Oklahoma lawmaker proposes a bill that calls for the creation of a Bigfoot hunting season. Lots of people wrote in, friends, family, listeners all wrote in about this. Bigfoot may be considered a myth, but that's not stopping one Oklahoma lawmaker from proposing open season on the creature. How about Bigfoot season? Republican Justin Humphrey introduced the bill to the Oklahoma legislation early this month. The bill reads that hunting season would be regulated by the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission, which would set annual dates along with specific hunting licenses and fees to hunt the cryptid. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe in Bigfoot, but a lot of people do, said Humphrey, making dollar signs in his eyeballs. <laughs> no shit. He suggests... <laughs> he suggested that creating a hunting season for the creature could help draw in tourists. He says, Tourism is one of the biggest attractions we have in my house district. <laughs> Establishing an actual hunting season and issuing licenses for people who want to hunt Bigfoot will just draw in more people to our already beautiful part of the state. It'll be a great way for people to enjoy our area and have some fun. That's all you need is a bunch of drunk hunters yeah. fucking shooting each and other. Fix your fucking roads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and quit making it smell like sawdust and armpits. And breed more Joe Exotics. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it, This is fun. You know, like, this is a fun thing, but it all goes back to Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Like, why is the first mm -hmm. thing you want to do shoot it? Why is the first thing you want to do like, kill yeah. it? Like. Because you want to make beef, uh, Bigfoot beef jerky, dude. Yeah, like, Ew, I, gross. <laughs> also, we should apologize. We're not trying to offend anybody who listens or lives in Oklahoma. Just this dipshit lawmaker. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, I, I'm going to take back the super volcano thing. And uh, I, I know who who's behind uh, all the earthquakes. That, that bitch, Baskin? Carol Baskins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd get me, but you did. I about spit my beer out. <laughs> <laughs> the town of Hanobia, Oklahoma, already has an annual Bigfoot festival each October. So Humphrey said he's hoping hunting season could coincide with the celebration. In addition, Humphrey hopes to secure at least a $25,000 bounty that can be used for the first person to trap the creature. He says, again, the overall goal here is to get people to our area and have them enjoy the natural beauty and have a great time while shooting at shit. And if they find Bigfoot while they're at it, well, hey, that's just an even bigger prize. Now, he didn't get off too easy because a lot of people are actually really, really pissed off at this joker. Peter, 
Let's head over <laughs> PETA. Let's head over to Fox News, shall we, folks? Ugh. Oklahoma representative faces backlash for Bigfoot hunting season. Somebody even called him an idiot. <sighs> yes, <laughs> it's a real bill, says Micah Holmes, Assistant Chief of Information and Education Division at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation. That is a very long title. Holy crap. Yeah. Representative Humphrey told TMZ that since the news of the bill broke, he's been flooded with calls, messages, all from people who are upset with him over the bill. According to that report, Bigfoot deniers are apparently angry with him for wasting the time on the bill based around a creature that doesn't even exist. Fuck you. It exists. <laughs> it's real. Right? Humphrey says that deniers have called him an idiot cursed at him over the bill, and said they would never vote for him again. <laughs> Meanwhile, you Bigfoot believers... imagine people all... out there protesting <laughs> with signs? <laughs> like anti-Bigfoot people? <laughs> like... Yeah. Of all the reasons for this chuckle fuck not to get reelected, that's the best part. Are you that fucking stupid? I'm not voting for you ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Local lawman loses election due to belief in Bigfoot. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bigfoot believers also aren't happy. Although Humphrey reportedly says the believers have generally been more polite. <laughs> Take that. According to him, their main complaint is they think Bigfoot should just be left alone. Oklahoma reportedly has a high number of Bigfoot sightings. For those on Sasquatch Watch, Bigfoot has also been spotted in North Carolina, Georgia, Washington, and Oregon. But there is a happy epilogue to this tale of sadness, folks. Because a local... Animal Rescue and Refuge, Wild at Heart Ranch, Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation has come to the rescue. Located in Rogers County, north of Claremore, Oklahoma, Wild Heart Ranch is a state and federally licensed rehabilitation facility for all species of wildlife needing orphan support, injury treatment, and disease recovery. Take that, Joe Exotic. With a dedicated staff of volunteers, board of directors, and sponsors, Annette has created a strong and capable place where all wild animals, as well as some severe cases of suffering domestic animals, can receive professional, medical, and supportive care until they can be released back in the wild. At the end of 2014, more than 30,000 wild animals have left their facility with a second chance at survival. Claremore veterinarian Drs. Leslie Cash Warren of Hooves, Paws, and Claws Animal Clinic has dedicated her skills and time to provide medical treatment and advised care since Wild Heart Ranch opened its doors. In the fall of 2014, Wild Heart Ranch moved to a 40 uh, sorry, Wild Heart Ranch moved to the 40 acres purchased back in 2012 across the road from their original location. Wild Heart now owns itself and the stability that gives the rescue sustainability as there's no debt on the land a facility. Volunteers work year-round to improve facilities for the animals and pre-release enclosures, which will be consistent construction projects, and donors are invited to contact them to see what they can do to help fund it. They're open 24-7. What I'm getting at here, folks, is Wild Heart Ranch stepped up. On their Facebook, they said, We just want everyone to know that if the bill to establish a Bigfoot hunting season passes in Oklahoma, we'll be ready. There's currently... They are currently working on an amending the bill to include a reward for live capture amendment, since that would be far more conservative. 
We're here, as always, to provide any needed medical for the Bigfoot victims of poor shots, lazily... <laughs> <laughs> lazy tracking, and any trapping injuries. I have not yet consulted with our veterinarian to ensure that they're on board, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say, we've got this, and our community's wildlife can count on us, when needed, for rehabilitation of any injured or orphaned Bigfoot. In parentheses says Bigfoots, Big Feet. We won't be fundraising for any Bigfoot recovery enclosures anytime soon, but I have decided to wait and see if any tags are filled before we invest in the care of this species. But I am glad we purchased a Hummer so we don't have to transport this thing in our own personal vehicles because I hear they stink. Lord help us, Annette. I just so, feel, I feel like people haven't thought this one through because yeah. if you're going out into the woods with, I don't know, like a deer rifle, mm-hmm. you're not taking down a fucking Bigfoot. You need like the fucking elephant gun that the guy off Jumanji was using, right? <laughs> because you're just going to like graze this fucking beast. And then at that point, it's going to rip your head off. So maybe yep. you should invest in like a rehabilitation for the dumb fucking rednecks that try to like take on Bigfoot <laughs> with a rifle. I'm just I saying. I think those, those kind of centers are called prisons and graveyards, Preston. Oh, oh. <laughs> invest in a bigger jail. Yeah. So fuck yeah. Wild Heart Ranch. Way to step up. Way to take some, you know, really funny jabs at people. <laughs> I like how they say victims of poor shots, lazy tracking, and any trapping injuries. Because you know someone's going to fucking get hurt, and that shouldn't happen. They should take a take a page out of Washington's book and just try to make Bigfoot their national animal. You know, their national cryptid. Just make money off of license plates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But For our final story tonight, belt, folks. Bro. That's very true, yeah, unfortunately. For our final story, folks, Bigfoot is not the only interesting thing you might find in the forest. Because a man injected himself with magic mushrooms and then the fungi grew in his blood which then forced him into organ failure. Now, at the top, guys, we'd like to say mental illness is not a joke. We should support people for trying to get help for mental illness, for therapy, for medicine. There's no shame in getting help for any of your mental illness. Mm -hmm. So please, if you need help, reach out for it. A man experienced organ failure after turning psychedelic mushrooms into a tea that he then injected into his veins. According to a case report out this week in the Journal of Academy and Consultation Liaison Psychiatry, a 30-year-old man's family brought him into the Nebraska emergency room after they noticed he seemed confused. The man had bipolar disorder type 1, the doctors who wrote the case study had learned, and he hadn't been taking his medications. So, he had been going through a manic and depressive episode. During recent episodes related to his bipolar disorder, he researched how he could decrease his opioid use at home. That's when he read about the potential for psilocybin, the drug found in psychedelic mushrooms, a.k.a. magic mushrooms, which can be used for treating symptoms of depression and anxiety. Indeed, a mounting body of research suggests psilocybin could be a treatment for people who have differing magnitudes and durations of depression who haven't had success with traditional antidepressants. Previously, researchers at John Hopkins and New York City University conducted, I'm sorry, New York University conducted multiple small studies of cancer patients 
who experienced anxiety and depression as a result of their diagnosis. After being given psilocybin, the majority of patients reported an improvement in these symptoms immediately after treatment and over time following. <clears throat> the drug, though, is not injected, however, which this man learned from a three-week stint in the hospital. When people want to trip on psychedelic mushrooms, they consume them as in, uh, as is or in a form of a powder, which is in a capsule or a tea that is then swallowed. So eaten or drank. Mm, you can eat them, but the man in this case, <laughs> what's that? You can just eat them straight up too. Not like uh, right, yeah, not sure, like sure. straight off the field. I mean, you probably could, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about it. But go ahead, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll get man. I'll get. But the man in this case study boiled the mushrooms in water, filtered the liquid through a cotton swab, and then injected the substance into his bloodstream. Jeez. A couple days later, he started to become overly tired, vomited blood, and then developed jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. <sighs> his family found him soon after and took him to the hospital. When the doctors met the man, he couldn't give coherent interview answers, and after tests they found... He had liver injury, his kidneys weren't functioning properly, and he started to go into organ failure. Injected a fungus a into your stream. Yeah. That's crazy. A blood, sample, a blood sample reviewed something even more shocking. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, had begun to grow in the man's bloodstream, oh. causing the aforementioned health issues. He needed to be put on a ventilator to breathe and had his blood filtered for toxins. Doctors kept the man in the hospital for 22 days and gave him two antibiotics and one antifungal treatment, which he was prescribed to continue taking for the long-term aftercare once he left the hospital. Um, that's unfortunate. Again, guys, we should dare very much. We should take mental health. <laughs> Jesus. We should take mental health very seriously and mm -hmm. uh, continue to educate each other and as well as ourselves on what we should be doing for treatment and also getting help. What? So the guy lived, right? The guy lived, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the hospital for 22 days. And he talked about it. And then he, doctors he, released him. I'm assuming he hallucinated the shit out of that. I mean, yeah, from either, you know, being on death's door or just a psilocybin, one or the other, sure. Yeah. It's pretty, man, that's, that's just such a crazy story because, like, the dude yeah. was like, trying to do what's good for his mental health, went to his doctor and exactly. was looking for yeah. alternative medicines to get off of the stupid-ass opiates. And then, you know, I've never done any of the, the mushrooms. Now, I've the reason why I've not done them, because I do struggle with depression and anxiety pretty bad, and the reason why I've not done them is because the people that I've talked to that I trust that aren't just like, oh, yeah, man, it's great. Like, let's go. It's a great time. Like, you know, the people that actually use them for that medicinal reason – like they're very um they're very adamant about like you have to be in a very positive environment somewhere mm -hmm. like somewhere good that you're not going to be negative so you're not going to have that bad trip because you want to be when you have a positive trip you it gives you a whole new meaning on life you see things that you're supposed to see and mm -hmm. you know, shit like that so i've never been in that position to where i feel comfortable enough to do that this guy See, I can never do what this guy did. N not just the injecting stuff, but the, like, he went in the middle, of, he went to a forest by himself and did that. Mm -hmm. Now, like, I, there's no way I could trust myself to do that. I would not want to do that alone for my first time. That would be, that, that would scare yeah. the shit out of me. You know what I mean? But 
it's just really unfortunate. This guy, uh, it seems like he he really wanted to improve his mental health, and I mean, and you know, in the in the, the weird twisted way, it probably did. It probably woke his ass up. Twenty two days on a life threatening thing. You mean you know you had fucking mushrooms yeah. growing in your bloodstream? That's nuts. Right. I mean, we can hope that out the other end of this that he kind of learned and maybe we'll uh, hopefully yeah. hopefully continue to take the medication and, and seek treatment rather than, yeah. unfortunately, you know, potentially stopping to take his medicine. Or if he does do it again, you know, he's – I just don't know why he would want to – why where he would have got the idea to inject it. You know, it sounded like he was trying to do his research. Well, Hannibal. Yeah. What would you say? What would you say, Preston? Hannibal, dude. When the guy <laughs> turned all those people into living mushrooms, oh, holy god. shit! I, know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that episode the other day. Oh my god! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yep, yeah, mushroom farm. Yeah, yeah. everybody watch Hannibal oh. if you have it. No, I think the problem is here, unfortunately, or the situation. I don't want to say problem. The situation was that he was having a manic and depressive episode, and I mean, when you're in that altered state, um, you know, it's hard to say yeah, what yeah. you think. Yeah. You know, I mean, I been fortunate enough not to have to deal with that myself but i know people who do and my you know depending on how bad the the state is you know who knows what you think and you're probably looking for any kind of relief yeah you know well, if, if you recognize that you're having that that bad of a uh so there, slipper, um episode there was this uh, guy in the 70s that uh went on like a little mushroom hunting trip he was working in the pharmaceutical industry and he was just trying to find like, you know, the perfect mushroom, um, you know, the one that was going to give you the ultimate high, which one had the best health benefits. Mm-hmm. So he went on this little expedition down in South America and found like this mushroom that's like the, you know, the king of the ayahuasca, like this thing mm-hmm. will fucking go beyond ayahuasca. Like you'll fucking trip balls, have to come to Jesus moment, blah, blah, blah. So he did all that, and he basically said that after he took the sacred mushroom that he discovered, because the mushrooms talked to him, that if you were an interdimensional being that created this universe and you wanted to be able to travel the stars, that the easiest way to get that information out, like, so think contact with uh, jody foster right like they send the little mm-hmm. radio wave signals and then like you know it takes years to reach earth and then you, you know once once you're able to prove that you're smart enough to understand the signal you build the machine but feasibly that's that's not that's not going to work in reality right that's just too difficult and we ain't got time for that so if you're like this all-powerful race of interdimensional beings that's trying to spread love and peace and you know, all that bullshit through the universe that you would make something that could survive in space, like a spore, program it with information. Oh. Yeah. And then whenever it, it goes to a planet where it can grow and thrive, like what we got on Earth is mushrooms. But then on another planet, it might be something else and um, like a tomato or like a grape or whatever it is. And maybe that, a grape tomato like a grape tomato, right? So he took these mushrooms originally, like the old fashioned way, like he just washed the deer shit off of it and popped them in his <laughs> mouth. And he was getting the information and the mushrooms were like, bro, bro, you're not, you're not doing it right. You want to get more information? You got to inject that shit in. 
And so then he's like, well the, well, the mushrooms wouldn't lie to me, right? They're telling me what to do. And oh, then the geez. whole entire the whole entire time, the mushrooms are like, fuck yeah, we're going to repopulate this motherfucker. And then they took <laughs> off in his bloodstream. Jesus, wow. man. What happened yeah. to the guy? I mean, I'm assuming he survived because he wrote the book, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I told a story uh, years ago on the show. And Steve, I don't even know if you were with us back then, but... I'll tell it again here. Um, a girl that used to work for me about five, six years ago told me a story of how she, her sister, her mom, and her stepdad moved into a house out in the country. And the house had been vacant for several years. It was almost more like a cabin. Sorry, a big car, uh, fast car drove by and might have made some background noise there. Um, and so they bought the place or rented it or whatever and moved in. They had to clean the house. You know, there was dirt and cobwebs everywhere. And just years of not being lived in, got the house cleaned up, got it kind of looking the way they wanted to. And then after living there for a couple weeks or a month, her mom started getting really, really sick. And it was just this cacophony of all sorts of symptoms. They thought it was the flu. They thought it was allergies. I mean, they went through basically this long list of all these different diseases because she couldn't sit up for more than like maybe 30 minutes. She couldn't walk around. She couldn't get out of bed. She was just laying bedridden for like weeks. They took her to countless doctor's appointments. No doctor could put their finger on it. And so finally, like, it's getting bad enough where doctors are telling them, if we don't figure out what this is soon, like in the next couple of weeks, your mom's going to die. And so they started getting really upset. They were ruling out cancer. They were ruling out all these different diseases. And finally, as her mom's kind of getting close to her deathbed, they took her to this one brand new doctor they hadn't seen before. And this kid's like somewhat fresh out of college, hasn't been practicing medicine very much. And they're in there talking to him, and he's just like, you know, beating himself up, mentally going through every medical textbook he's read, you know, all through school. And then right about the time he's about to give up and say, guys, I'm really sorry. I just don't know what this is. In the back of his brain, he remembers reading a story about somebody getting a fungal infection in their blood. And the only way it showed up is through black light. So he told the family, hey, hold on just a second. Bear with me. I'll be right back. And, you know, he runs through the hospital. He's rummaging through like storage rooms and all this kind of stuff. And finally he finds like this, you know, 12 inch long black light. And so he runs back in the room, he shuts the door, and he says, he says, okay, guys, bear with me here. It's going to be kind of weird, but just trust me. Turns the light off, and then the girl said, he flips on this black light. And we're all like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he says, okay, ma'am, I'm going to hold your arm out for me, please. And she holds her arm out, rolls her sleeve up. All the veins in her arm are just iridescently glowing. Like somebody standing there just made out of nothing but... The glowing one from Fallout. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like all her veins are just, you know, neon green. And he looks at like her other arm, her legs, looks at her stomach, looks at her neck, turns the light back on, and he goes, yep, you've got a fungal blood infection. We just need to get you some antifungal uh, injections and some medicine. You'll be fine. Something happened in that house. There is some strain of mold or other fungus growing in the house that she ingested and somehow made its way into her bloodstream and caused a fungal infection, which no doctor had been able to identify except for Doogie Hauser here who managed to grab himself a black light. And now I, I've met her mom, talked to her mom several times. She's right as rain, um, healed up 100% from it. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So, yeah, I mean, you can get, <laughs> yeah, you can get that fungus infection uh, a couple different ways. So, 
Gross, man. Yep. Well, boys, let's go ahead and cut it, man. I'm going to go ahead and have to edit this bad boy real quick as soon as we're done recording and get this over to Mark to get it posted. But uh, anybody have anything else they want to add? No, man. Just pretty much cool. Same old, same old. Yep. Hell yeah. Guys, check out the Instagram if you'd like. PXL Paranormal. We are over 300 followers now. Um, that thing is slowly growing. We never really tried until this last year to really get that puppy going. So we just want to thank you and also say hi to all the new listeners and all the other podcasts who are following us. We really appreciate it. Um, we are discovering that there is this ever-growing killer supportive group of other podcasts on Facebook that really um, all had the mentality that there's plenty of room at the table. And uh, we're honored and stoked to be a part of this community. It's a lot of fun. And also check out the Facebook group, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast on Facebook. we got a Twitter that we never use. <laughs> and then check out the other shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network, Pixelated Sausage with Mark, on Amazingly Baka with Mark and his buddy who talk about anime. Check out Attack the Backlog and then 13 Nightmares. I swear to God, I'll get that Scream episode put out before too long. Um, we're just kind of waiting on uh, everyone's schedules to mesh back up. Brady, of course, is going back to school, working double time. Steve and I both work a heck of a lot, too, so we'll get that project back up one of these days and going. So, And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and like and subscribe to that oh, yeah. shit. Because we're up to 73 subscribers, so... <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Pretty legit. Yeah, man, yeah. we're getting there. Uh, who knows what would happen if we actually, you know, promoted it a little more. But yeah. uh, on that note, we want to say thanks to all of you who share our show with your friends, who tell other people to listen, talk about our content with your folks. Uh, we really appreciate that. <laughs> and if you guys could, um, those of you who haven't, please jump over on iTunes if that's where you listen Leave us a five-star review. Leave us an honest review. Hell, we'd like to know what you think. If it's not a five-star, tell us why. And if, but really, just leave, leave a five-star. And um, also, if you that. want um, a sticker decal for your car, let us know on Instagram or the email or whatever, and we'll send you one. We got, I got, Hell at yeah. least I got plenty, so I'll just throw it in a little letter and send it out. Yeah, what, I got quite a few what myself a stamp, as well. Like what? 40-something cents, 50-something cents. I don't know. I never haven't bought stamps in a long time. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> every time I every time I do go to the post office, which is maybe like once or twice a year, there was like, do you need stamps? And I'm like, why would I need stamps? <laughs> I don't say you it to say them. peasant. Yeah, I don't say it to them. But I'm like, why would I need it? And then this is the reason. So if you want a sticker, yeah. let us know. We'll send you one for free. Give me a reason to buy a book of stamps. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag give Steve a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Preston, what do you got for us, buddy? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best goddamn beard for 2021, check out bigdobsbeardbomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and check out scents like Dundee Cedar Bay Rum Sweet Tobacco Fresh Citrus Mint and Classic. Ooh, sweet sweet classic. And unfortunately, guys, there still is no uh, sweet Tabasco, but who knows? If everybody writes in and begs Dobbs, maybe he'll make a sweet Tabasco. Yeah, Dobbs, I think you should make like a chocolate cigar, like a chocolate cherry cigar beard bomb scent. Ah, big. And call it BJW yeah. for Big John Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Did your dad Hell smoke yeah. cigars, like pipe tobacco? Dad, 
dad smoked cherry cigars. Like he would uh, tell tell mom that he would go out to the garage to work on a project. And then he was out there smoking cherry cigars. He loved cherry flavor cigars. Well, check this out. So, dude. Something that I want to do when I, if we get our little stimulus money, I want to use some of that money to get like a, like a hobby, something that I can do yeah. like that. And I want to make a candle kit. I want to make candles. And that'd be a dope Hell, candle to make you. Yeah. Wouldn't that be tight? Hell yeah. Cool. yeah. I'll burn the yeah. fuck out of it. That'd burn fr- the fuck out of That'd it. That'd be so fresh. So you're telling me that we're going to have Big Dobbs, Beard Balm, and Big Steve's cigar candles? <laughs> cigar candles? No, I'm not. <laughs> Looks like it's about to be a big, big year, folks. I wouldn't want to sell any of them. I'd want to burn them all. I love candles. That's cool, man. Right. I love candles, too. I didn't light one tonight, but normally I, I've i got one, two, three, four, five candles on my desk. I know, so. I, I know a guy that... um. He actually started this, like, it's a trend now, I guess. So, like, when you go and design a candle, right, um, mm-hmm. it's got, a you know, your own aroma. You, you call it whatever you want to call it. Well, this guy developed his own scent of a candle while he wrote an album. And the album is called the same thing as the candle. And then somebody wrote an article about it. And then a bunch of other famous rappers were like, holy shit, that's a great idea. They contacted that guy. And we're like, hey, will you help me with the same idea? And then another rapper did. Another, and then now that's like the trend that's starting. And it all started with a guy that I've known for like over nine years. <laughs> so weird. That's crazy. And that's the origin story of Yankee Candle yeah. Company. <laughs> like, rappers. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, though. Like uh, one of the rappers that called him, like, uh, which is one of the biggest on the fucking planet, man, Drake. Which, you know, whether you say what you want about Drake, whether you like him or not, the dude's very very wealthy and uh he he called this guy out, out of the out of the blue his team did and then they got him in contact with him and then they're making oh hell yeah and he's gonna get uh he was like how much do you want and he's like dude i don't want none you just put me in the credits <laughs> as like yeah executive candle producer you know slash you know he's gonna help him <laughs> help him write like give him things you know whatever the case may be i mean at that yeah. point the clout outweighs the money you know, when it comes to yeah, yeah, in some cases, stuff. sure. So it's pretty exciting. So yeah, candles are awesome. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to make them, and like, I think that'd be fresh. So that gave me an idea, Preston, because that sounds that smells yeah, really man. fucking good. So you said it was what Steve, now? It was uh, like a chocolate cherry cigar, dude. Chocolate cherry cigar. Okay. Yeah, man. Have you ever seen our idiot brother with Paul Rudd? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I think when you're like at the end when he makes candles and he's oh, like yeah. a happy dude and, <laughs> yeah. and he got like his his life is just so great because he's sitting there fucking making candles, man. Like <laughs> there's Steve, uh, right? Fucking making candles, man. That's I would fun. that would be Shit, fun. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. It'd just be cool. I think that's what somebody like everybody should do if they, if they're able to do it with their stimulus after the shit year we had. Assuming we're gonna get another one, um, just like treat yourself with something that you can make or do you know what i mean yeah a hobby man yeah. create something indeed even if you're just buying yankee candles and melting them down and pouring them into new cups <laughs> that's cool man <laughs> let's make something uh speaking of treating yourself i want to give a shout out to our buddy rob bones uh bones he sent me a video the other day on youtube and it was for time life magazine's mysteries of the unknown and I posted some still shots on the Instagram. Do you guys remember those old books, Mysteries of the Unknown, the book series? 
Uh-huh. Wow, I'm Preston, you just sent the entire collection to Dobbs, right? I did. Hell yeah. Um, so it's funny. I watched a couple of videos of the commercials. I've been talking about it. I went online. I was looking on eBay and on different like Etsy shops to buy these books. And like people, <clears throat> man, puberty again. People are proud of these things. They want like 20 bucks a pop per book. Well, I went into the Andover Antique Mall here in Kansas and I found the UFO book sitting on a shelf. It was one of those, what'd you call them? Shelf elf situations. I just happened to glance over. Elf on there the shelf. Elf. <laughs> elf on the <laughs> shelf. And uh, yeah, I scored that puppy for $3. So it is now in my library. And then also um, I rolled up and it was funny because Shayla was in class. I took her to class. And so I was driving around Andover, went over to that antique mall. Excuse me. When I pulled up, I saw through the window just a random stack of books, and I couldn't see the spines or anything. I just saw, you know, hardback and softback book pages. So I thought to myself, you know what? I feel like this pile of books is calling to me. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go straight to that pile. So there's got to be something good in that pile. And I found this book. It's from like 2008, and it's called The Saucer Fleet. And the cover of the book looks pretty rad. It's like a painting of like this fleet of UFOs flying over. So I snatched it up and I opened it up and it's pretty much like a book really well written. Apparently it's a second book in a series. The first book was all about like actual um, space shuttles and, you know, basically the space race and everything. This book has to do with the, the science and the scientific theory behind, you know, flying saucers and also like six of the most well-known science fiction flying saucer movies to ever hit, you know, Hollywood back in like the 50s and 60s and whatever, the stories behind the movies, the stories behind the real-life cases that inspired these movies, like The Day the Earth Stood Still, stuff like that. Anyway, there's no price on it, so I went to eBay, and I went to Amazon, and this thing is like out of print. <coughs> it's going for anywhere between $100 or more from third-party sellers. I rolled up to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, this doesn't have a price tag on it. Like, what do you want for this? And I scored that puppy for uh, $12.90. That's awesome, man. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be some great, some really, really good fodder for some episodes, episodes in the future. So, and everybody here's wondering how jealous was John. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's the first person I messaged, and he just said, "Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome." Yep. Well, let's pack up, guys. We thought it'd be about a half an hour, and we're, we're cresting on an hour. So, speaking of John, please check out. CD Trade Post, Pawnee and Seneca. Stop in and say hi to John's wife, the beautiful, wonderful Leslie. Say hi to her and the gang. And uh, I think that's it for me. With that, I will say cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us who love to talk about it. You don't shoot Bigfoot, you fuck. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.